Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening. It is April 18th, 2016, and my name is Michael Clark, and we're here to talk once again about the only true impenetrable asset protection program anywhere in the world. And uh, tonight's call is about operating and living your life through the STS program, some of the benefits and how you use it and why we've got it set up the way we do. So let me first start by saying that I heard about this program I had always been, let me let me back up just a little bit. I've had businesses in the uh, Chicagoland area, a steel erection company and a brokerage firm where we did estate planning and financial planning. And uh, I'd always been a little bit fearful, a little bit fearful mainly with the steel erection company because my iron workers walked around on, on steel beams and stuff, uh, sometimes quite high in the air. And uh, it was always my concern, mainly that I never wanted anybody to get hurt. But if they did get hurt, it could put uh, put away 20 years of effort that I put in creating this company and in creating a successful steel erection company. And um, I, I, I was very much aware, if you're in business, I don't care what kind of business it is, you're always in the there's always the possibility that somebody's going to come after you because they feel that business owners have... Um, have a lot of money. They don't realize that there's a lot of times you're tiptoeing for chili beans and you've got just a few pennies in your account maybe and you've got a, a twelve, dollars $14,000 payroll due in two days. So there, there's a lot of stress to being in business, but it can be very worthwhile as well if you run it right. And my, my suggestion is to anybody that's in business or anybody that's contemplating going into business that You've got to learn how to be in business. You've got to read the books and talk to the people. And a lot of times it's better talking to other business people about certain situations. What do you, did you ever have this happen to you? And if you did, how was it resolved? Was it successful or was it a disaster? And because if you're, if you're working only, only on your own, you know, I don't care how good you are at making a hamburger. That doesn't mean you're going to have a successful business as a restaurant. Okay. I don't care if everybody and their cousin thinks you make the best hamburgers in three counties. Doesn't mean that you're going to um, you're, you're going to have have a successful business. Um, the percentages of businesses that last five years is very very small. It's because people don't take the time to really learn the business of being in business. Okay, and um, the STS program takes a tremendous amount of takes all the basically all of the pressure off of you as an individual. First of all, is the STS program, it protects, it takes ownership out of your name. That's its primary purpose. I get a lot of questions on taxes. And I want to state this right up front because the IRS and the CRA both would be would be hell bent on being able to 
say that we said something about this, that this program is about taxes. This program is not about taxes regarding Master's Protection Group in any way, shape, or form. You've all heard me say it over and over. Uh, as we as we put the program together for you, when it comes to the possible potential tax issues, I'd say about 50% of our people have tax uh, tax issues with it, tax obligations created by that are created, and the other 50% they use it strictly as a holding entity to protect all of their assets. And some of them that have done that, you know, maybe it's people that that work for a living in the U.S. It would be for a, with a W-2. You have a W-2 income where you're an employee. I don't know what exactly it would be in um, in uh, Canada. I've got to ask Ed. I got to talk to Ed tomorrow anyway, and I'm going to ask him what the equivalent to a W-2 would be in Canada, unless any somebody knows what it is. The form you would fill out showing that you're an employee, um, and your employer deducts taxes and all this and that. But that's basically the only thing they use the program for. There's no additional um, tax obligations caused as a, as a result of the STS program, but it um, it does protect and holds and owns whatever assets you own. And that's the key to it. When you start the STS program, the instant we receive your application, you'll either fax it in or you will... Um, email it in, and we we we're, we're I just got notice that the fellow that's doing so we can take applications again online properly. Um, he says he's got that done, and we've got to, I've got to get the hint with him in the next week or so, and and uh, give him the final okay. Once he shows me it does everything I want, that that we can put it right online, so a person can come right onto our website and sign up right there, and they can. Um, um, Pay for it right online, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, um, the purpose of the program is to protect what you've worked for all your life so far. Maybe you're just new and starting out, but you want to protect what you're starting to accumulate. If it's in your name, we all know this now because I've talked about it a number of weeks. If if your assets, whatever is in your name, can be taken from you, whatever you own. Can be taken from you and there's commercials all the time now stating that the IRS or the CRA can come in and garnish your wages they can garnish your wages they can they can freeze your bank accounts they can do all these things at the drop of a hat because they feel like doing them we all know pretty much now what the bail-ins are it's happened it's starting to happen more and more there's newspaper articles uh, um, um, talking about it now and magazines and even on some of the news programs they're talking about the bail-ins that come in uh, the bail bail-ins that that allow the governments to take the assets to take the cash from citizens and that's the key word and guess 14 I will get to your question in just a little bit when I finish the uh, talking points here okay um, they can come in, if you're a citizen, whatever you own belongs to the government. That's their, that's their take on the whole thing. And they've passed, every country, every country in the Western civilization has already passed the laws putting that in place. And I just got a, an article from one of the newspapers in Germany uh, from somebody 
stating that the German um, parliament or whatever it is they've got, I forget exactly what it is, I don't know if it's a parliament or a congress or what, but they, um, they've just passed a law saying that they have the right to come in and take money out of your bank accounts, okay? And if it's a business you've got, if it's a, uh, a corporation, I'm just going to stick with that. I don't know. I know the U.S., we've got LLCs, and most countries also have um, partnerships and trusts, statutory trusts of some type. Guys, if, you're, if your assets or your cash is in accounts or, or owned by a, a statutory trust, a corporation, an LLC, a partnership, and whatever other statutory entity uh, you may be in from whatever country you're living in, if that entity owns it, you're going to be the, uh, right now, you are the owner of that entity, whether it's an LLC, a corporation, or whatever. You'll be the stockholder if it's in the U.S. If it's a cor corporate U.S. corporation, you'll be the shareholder if it's a Canadian corporation. You'll be the member if it's an LLC a U.S. LLC and the partnership, if you're connected in that way, because very simply, a citizen is owned by the country. Okay, you've got your citizenship. Every country is bankrupt. Every country in the Western Hemisphere is bankrupt. Um, it's, it's a fact. It's not a... Um, um, we all know that, and uh, we've talked about that on some of the previous calls. But because of that... Because you, it's bankrupt, the only the only uh, entity that these these countries have is their citizens. You are a citizen of a country; they have total control over you and your assets, and that was very clearly stated in the in the first um, uh, articles that I had brought to your attention a while back on the uh, bail-ins and the confiscation of property. All countries do it now, and. Um, because you're a you're a uh, an entity of that country, they can take whatever you own. They own, okay, and they can they've got the authority to take it from you. Well, there's one easy, very easy way to to completely offset that. And I, I mentioned a little bit about it in last week's call. You know, it was very uh, <laughs> I was I couldn't keep my attention span with that clown that was on the on the thing, but. Um, the easiest and the only way I know of to get rid of that is to put your assets, your cash, into a private contract trust, better better known as a pure contract trust or a contract trust or a um, constitutional trust or a common law trust or whatever you want to call it. The judges have given it various names. And based on how it is created based on the components that go into the creation of the trust. So now that we've got, now, now that the government, the, the, you, the trust is not a citizen. A trust is a totally different entity, but, but it's, just not, it's not just a regular trust created by the, the, the statutes or the laws of the different states or pro, uh, provinces, but it's, it's because the trust is it's a private contract. And whatever you own you have the authority to do with it whatever you want. Most people never give that any second thought. But I don't care if you own a bicycle or if you own real property or if you own vehicles or if you own horses or whatever you own. If you, as long as you're the owner, you have the right to, to sell it, to gift it, to donate it, to, to assign it, 
or to exchange it for something of value in a private contractual agreement. And that's what the super wealthy did. That's what I, I've spent the last 21 years um, researching. How the super wealthy protect their assets because they never lose anything that they don't want to. Never. And the best known case for those of you that, that haven't been coming to a lot of the, the earlier calls, the best case for that is the case of Kennedy and Mary Jo Kopechny, where she died in his car back in 1968. In 1969, the Kopechnys went to sue Ted Kennedy for um, $13.2 million, which would probably be like $200 million today, if not more, for the, un for the wrongful death of, of their daughter and her unborn child, their unborn grandchild. And uh, the, the attorneys for Ted Kennedy got together with the attorneys for the Kopechnys uh, prior to the lawsuit being filed and said, hey, you can go ahead and do that. You can go ahead and um, file a suit, and um, you can go through the time, the trauma, the emotion, and the expense of the trial, and uh, you'll probably win. You're more than likely you're going to win. The problem is you won't get a dime because Mr. Kennedy owns nothing. Even his salary has been pledged to a charitable foundation. Happened to be one that the, that the Kennedys controlled. But see, in the Rockefeller file, if you want to learn a lot about what's going on, it says on page 8, and we can send you a copy of the Rockefeller file if you want through email. But on page 8, it says, that the key to the system, meaning the free enterprise um, capitalistic system, best system in the world bar none, regardless of what Bernie Sanders says, um, free enterprise system, if, you, if your assets, um, Mr. Kennedy could do whatever he wanted with his, um, with his assets, okay? And so they said you can go ahead with the lawsuit, but then uh, when they told them that, they said, here's our offer. We'll give you the limits of the insurance policy on the Oldsmobile your daughter died in, and we will give you um, $200,000. Nothing close to the $13.2 they were asking for, you know. Um, but things were worth a lot less back then. Not, worth, not, not that life was worth a lot less back then, but the value. So, so anyway, the... Um, the Kopechnys took it. They knew they wouldn't get a dime any other way. So they lost their daughter and their grandchild, and they got back a few hundred thousand dollars, and that was it. They they had to settle for that. And um, that's one thing we can we can all say about our STS program. It eliminates lawsuits like that. Somebody can still go ahead and sue you, and they can still get a, a judgment against you. I don't care if it's a... Uh, I don't care if it's the CRA or the IRS or a, a creditor or a uh, or an attorney for a car wreck or something, you know, automobile accident or whatever might happen. They, that doesn't stop the, their ability to sue you. What that does stop, though, is their abil ability to get anything from it. And I've told many uh, um, many attorneys and CRA agents and stuff that that our client that you are suing owns nothing. They own absolutely nothing, even their salary. And, guys, this is very important because garnishments and, and uh, 
garnishments of wages or income sources, whether it's a a life insurance policy, whether you've got money coming back on a tax return and they keep it and and deduct it from what they say you um, what they say you um, owe them. Doesn't matter what it is. If you're not protected through an outside entity such as the Pure Contract Trust One that, that comes into effect the instant we receive an application, you own nothing at that instant. Whatever date and times at the top of that email or that fax, that's the instant that you own nothing from that point on. Okay, so I let them know that if you um, they can continue to, you know, they can do what they want with the debt they say you owe, but you're, they're not going to get any any um, compensation from assets because you own none, and even your sources of income, no matter whether it's a a, a social security, an RRSP, a, a pension, a, a, a cash from an insurance policy, an annuity, stocks and bonds, gold and silver, it doesn't matter what it is, that that they can't. Um, they can't get any of it because you don't own any of it. You legally, lawfully, contractually, and irrevocably gave up ownership. Okay. Now you've heard all this before, but I'm still. There's, we've always got new people on the call, so I go over it a little bit. But once you start living your life like this, you have to keep a personal bank account because everybody knows that you're you're going to have to buy groceries, you're going to have to buy clothing, you're going to have to buy personal items, and you may have some things that you've already purchased that your home and stuff that you're making payments on. And uh, although it's protected, the equity in those homes are protected, they can still come after you, okay? But to date, all of them have basically dropped it, dropped the lawsuit, dropped the, uh, the whatever it is, they're, they're, whether it's a, an IRS or a CRA uh, injunction where they're trying to get, get your money or your assets, Guys, you don't have to worry about that anymore. You legally, lawfully, contractually, and irrevocably own nothing. As long as you've done the, started your program prior to anybody else, whether it's a creditor, whether it's an attorney, whether it's the IRS or the CRA, as long as nobody else has put a lien on your property, you still have the right, the legal right, to protect your property. As it says, and... And what happens is just to clear a little bit of this up. You might wonder how. The key thing that the STS program does for every client that starts that trust, that trust one, the key thing it does is it links you as an individual to the power and authority of the U.S. Constitution. Okay? Most powerful, second most powerful document ever written, in my opinion. First in a lot of people's opinion, but my opinion is the Bible comes first, and a lot of people agree with me on that. And um, but this, the, the, the this STS Trust One that you'll have in your possession is the second most powerful document ever written because it protects everything you've got, including your income sources, including your assets, including your investments, including your bank account. So you, when you open a checking account. You keep your personal checking account. You always keep your personal checking account, okay? And um, uh, because you, again, they know that you, if, if you don't, they're going to be looking for some source, what you're doing, a checking account or something somewhere. And they can take everything that's in your personal checking account. 
because you own it. You're the owner. So we always tell our clients to to um, keep the minimal amount just for your bills, just for your monthly bills. Keep that no no more than that in your personal checking account because they can get at that. So you keep it as small as possible. However, you open a, a checking account for Trust One. This isn't a citizen. The trust isn't a citizen of any country. It's a private contractual agreement, and now that it's in an STS trust, a pure contract trust, it has the protection of the Constitution of the United States, specifically the um, specifically um, the, uh, protected by the Fourth Amendment. Illegal search and seizure of property. Okay, seizure of property. No government, no no tax authority can take money out of a trust bank account unless the trustees of that trust have done something very stupid and got the trust in a trick bag, like not paid taxes or something. If the trust does have a, a tax obligation, it's your responsibility to to get with your tax professional and let them know about the trust. If Only if there's an income. You don't have to let them know if there's no income. And, and we're fortunate because we've got two people, one in the United States um, by the name of Bill Tully, that is, there's no better tax person, in my opinion, than Bill Tully. And in Canada now, Ed Brock has done a lot of research. Ed Brock. Ed Gilmore has done a lot of research. He's questioned me up one side and down the other. We've met several times in, in, in Ontario, in Chicago, in Calgary, and he has got to know the power and the authority of this program. And... Um, Ed, so you, there's no better person in Canada, uh, in my opinion. And we've got a couple other, um, we've got several other, as a matter of fact, um, Canadian tax professionals that are learning the program. And they're, they're learning from Ed. And they're, if they've got questions specifically about the trust, they learn from me. We, I talked to, to a number of them. And we are, and it's, it's not a, an easy wham-bam, uh, thank you, ma'am, type of, of uh getting some of these people on board because they've never heard of anything like this before, and even the attorneys. And we do have have an attorney that um, – we do have an attorney – I'm just reading something that was on my screen. I shouldn't even look. Um, but anyway, we wouldn't uh, – we don't have the uh, – um, we've got this attorney, and he's in Calgary, and I will be meeting with him. I just was emailing with him today. Um, so now we we uh, will have him on board with us. He already knows about the trust. He feels very confident about it. He's got. We're going to be talking tomorrow. He's got a few questions, and so that's where the key. Oh, the whole key thing about this is you've got some privacy. You don't own assets. If anybody were to even subpoena you, they you, you sign a non non. Uh, um, it's like a. Um, you just don't give any information out about the trust. Okay. Um, so anyway, the um, um, I'm looking forward to meeting with him on the next trip out there to Calgary and and Edmonton and uh, and answer. We're going to try and get most of his questions answered tomorrow. So, guys, that's what it's all about when we're when we're talking about um, when we're talking about the um, the pure the, the STS Trust One. The fact that it's a private contract, nobody. And it's backed by the, the Constitution of the United States, just as if you went to Belize and opened up 
one of their um, trusts or one of their corporations or whatever. It's still ta- statutory in Belize, and it can be chopped up and spit out in no time. You lose everything that's in there. It's a, you look up sometimes some of these people that go to offshore authorities. It all depends who the owner is. You don't want to give up ownership to anybody. With the STS program, everything that goes into Trust One is is private. Okay, nobody can get any information on it. Companies have tried. They've subpoenaed the records of their. They've subpoenaed me for the records of somebody's trust because I'm a, I'm a trustee on every trust that goes out. I'm a non-voting trustee, so non-disclosure. Thank you, Hilby. And um, so anyway. Guys, it's the most powerful document in the world. If you're not going to take advantage of the trust now, if you just don't have the funds, that's fine. But if you're in the U.S., and by the way, they're working to get us cleared in Canada as well. Canada's got some laws that are different regarding lending than the U.S. does, and uh, um, so they've got to make sure they get all their I's dotted and their T's crossed in Canada, but I'm confident we'll have it in in the not-too-distant future. To where Canadians that want the program, we've got hundreds of people that want the program but just don't have the funds to do it right now. And um, we've tried to to give different scenarios so that you could go ahead and get it. And um, But the main thing is best if they've got everything here, uh, everything protected at one time. So we are working to get the the, um, loan availability in Canada as well as the U.S. But for right now, if you're in the U.S. and you... um, you want the uh, program and you don't start it, don't cry later because if you get in trouble with the IRS, if you get in a lawsuit, uh, in the U.S., the, the minimal I know is between fifteen dollars and $25,000 as a retainer for an attorney if it's anything of substance at all. So why even get yourself in that position? We've had several hundred lawsuits against our clients. All of them to date have been dropped within two weeks. They've never even had to get an attorney on retainer because once they get a letter from us, and realize that the person they're trying to sue owns no assets. The person they're, they're trying to sue, uh, even all of their income sources, they can't garnish anything because they're already protected. Guys, if you try to wait and someday, someday something happens to you, you can't, uh, you, can't, you can't do anything about it once it's done. You've got to have your program in place first and before they get any liens on you, before they get any any rights to your property, okay? Never, 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 never give up ownership of your property, of your corporation. You know, you go to an attorney, they'll set you up a corporation, yeah, and you're the owner, and yeah, you're going to lose it. I can, I, can, I can take any corporation or LLC or partnership uh, that's out there in a matter of minutes because you're the owner, Canadian or U.S. And as I said earlier, in, in the U.S., you're the stockholder, you're the owner. In Canada, you're the shareholder, you're the owner. So we transfer that ownership. So if they've got cause against you, they cannot get your assets because you don't own them anymore. And LLC, you're the member. If an attorney sets you up in LLC, he makes you the member. You're the owner. And you don't want to give up ownership in any way, shape, or form except to a pure contract trust of which the trust is the owner, but you control the trust as the trustee. You set up your own bank accounts. You're the only one that knows where the bank accounts are. Bank accounts are. You're the only one that's a signature on the account. The account. And um, yes, 27. Hallelujah. And um, <laughs> uh, no, I'm not going to give up my political. I'm not going to let you know who I'm pulling for. But anyway, the um, um, guys, you're you're in total control of your program. Nobody else. 
And so you're the one that may make mistakes too. Hey, even the, even the big boys, the multi-multi-millionaires, they may they make um, um, they make mistakes too when they're in business. I made a lot in business. Thought I was making the right decisions. There's none of us. If you get a if you get a, a good blessing from a, the funding of a of an investment you may be in, um, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to you, you're going to lose money. In certain instances, it just happens to everybody. Even the big boys on Wall Street, they can't. They don't have. Uh, um, they don't have. Um, um, they don't never make any mistakes. That's what I'm trying to get out. They make mistakes all the time. Okay. So that's pretty much the um, the talking points for tonight. I'm gonna I'm gonna start going. Uh, I'm gonna move up here a little bit and start going through the uh, some of the. Um, questions and, and statements we've got here. Guest 14, can I have direct deposit from my job and VA disability going into Trust One and a large loan payback going into my LLC with all the assignments of income? Um, here's what you can do. If it's, if it's a government program or something like, a, uh, um, like VA or like a pension or like Social Security, RRSP, I think that's it. You have to have it going into your name first because that's through the account. It's in your name. They're going to put the check into your account. However, what we found, there's nothing illegal with this here because it is your money, but we have just kind of found a way to, um, in the little gray areas, to get the money into a um, direct deposit. But you don't, you can you can send them a note saying, hey, I want I want the deposit switched. And people do it a lot. They switch, switch accounts. I want the deposit going into, and you give them the the account number of the trust and the um, oh come on and the um, <laughs> the other number that, that says who the bank is. You give them those two numbers, and um, don't tell them that it's a trust account. Don't don't put the name of your trust there or anything. The uh, you just give them the uh, account number and the um, oh, God. Anyway, those two numbers and. Um, you give them those two numbers, and they'll in, in all of the cases so far, except one that I'm aware of, they uh, they immediately start putting that new number on the account. And uh, even for the one that didn't, I believe that that she waited about a month and a half, and then did it again, and it went through. It was a different person that handled it, and they just yeah okay. And so now it goes into her her trust one account. And the reason I would suggest that you put everything into trust one is because that's the nucleus. That's the key point. Now, if you've got an LLC that's set up for a purpose, you can give it the LLC name and keep the trust a little more private if you wish. There's no right or wrong, but the trust, all of my, all of my investment funds go. Uh, that when when my investment funds, it, I, I make sure they all go into the trust. Why? Because as I said, the trust is the nucleus, and if you need it in a certain LLC, then you take some out of the trust where it's protected. And it's private, and you move it into that LLC because the trust created the LLC or the trust created the Canadian Corporation, and so it has authority to put fund, to transfer funds into any of its entities that it owns. It owns the LLC. It owns the, uh, the corporation. Um, and, and as a result, you can put transfer money in there. Just make a simple minute order, transferring X number of dollars to such and such Inc. or such and such LLC. And uh, you can take care of it that way. Uh, either way, it remains private and re it remains out of the clutches of the government, 
authorities, tax authorities and government authorities, because it's not it's not a citizen. Government has no cause to touch anything that is not a citizen. So anyway, that's what um, that's what they do. So um, a large loan payback going to my LLC with assignment of income. Yeah, you can you can work it in there, but right off the bat, you've got these debts when you started the program. You're still going to have to until you can get them to that point. You're still going to have to. Uh, um, it doesn't eliminate your debts or who you owe money to. This program, this money, it just protects what you have. Okay, understand that. You, it doesn't take all your personal bills. As a matter of fact, nothing personal. It has to be. It has to be some way or another related, the debt related to that trust or to that LLC. Okay, and which isn't hard to do. It's not a hard because when you transfer all of your assets, um, you may have some assets that are partially paid for, and your your um, tax excuse me, tax professional may feel comfortable with just paying the debts from there because the debt can go along with the asset. You know, but that's between you and your tax professional. We do not do taxes. I can't stress that strong enough. Whatever tax benefits your tax professional feels are worthy, then he'll take them. If he doesn't feel it, then you either have to, and you don't agree with him strongly, then you can uh, either get a new tax professional or you can... Uh, um, go along with his way of thinking and not take him. So if he feels strongly that you might get in trouble if you do that, then don't do it. Okay, Donaldson, in fact, right now we own nothing, especially as U.S. citizens. Correct. Well, you own stuff in a sense as a U.S. citizen, but the government has total control over it, U.S. or Canadian. Okay. The Declaration of Independence is the, is the document that states that authors mutually pledged life fortune, and honor. And, um, yep, you're, you're pretty much right on that for what I feel. Let's see, guest seven, gold-backed Chinese yuan announcement of April on April 19th will no longer accept U.S. currency. Shanghai gold, you know, that's a bunch of junk, too. Uh, most people haven't even paid any attention to that. They know the Chinese is probably the Chinese and the Russians are the two worst currencies out there. The reason is I don't know anybody that, with an ounce of brains that would invest in a Chinese yuan or a Russian, um, what is the Russian? Um, uh, anyway, reason why? Because they, 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 they subsidized. That's what happened on the 19th. They subsidized their money again and made it worth less. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't even go to Walmart because they sell almost all Chinese stuff. You either got to take a stand somewhere in this world or they're building and militarizing those islands over around Taiwan now. The Russians are making overtures right ne uh, flying right next to our, our naval ventures, and our administration, unfortunately, is doing nothing. They're not even clenching their fist. And they, I'll tell you exactly what, and you can mark my words on this, and I'm not the only one that thinks it. it it's showing weakness every single day. And before Trump or Cruz or or anybody, you know, if it's Hillary, she's a just she's just a continuation of what's in there right now. I'm sorry, folks, but. But um, uh, but anyway, we've got to get somebody with guts in there that's going to stand up, just as Ronald Reagan says, you have peace through strength. And um, every major leader that was was that did good things for this country brought us out of World War II, like uh, some of the, the leaders we had back then, including Harry Truman, who had to make an unbelievable decision. And he was just a haberdasher. And uh, so anyway, I'm not going to get into politics tonight, but... 
But that's the only reason I wouldn't buy. I don't buy anything Chinese. I don't buy. They even send send uh, goods to this country that have lead and paint in the in the for kids. I don't know how the government. They're just backing down, backing down, backing down on everything. And there's a good possibility that myself and some others believe that that something may happen prior to the end of uh, the election. And um, they don't want a strong president in there. They might, there may be an attack. Who knows what might happen? I have no idea. I'm not saying that anybody. But but when you look when you look it out in the spectrum, it could happen. And thank heavens you got your stuff in the trust because they won't be able to take that. <laughs> Just being a little facetious there. Gold back. Uh, let's see. Shanghai Gold Exchange. China's selling most of its gold right now to buy silver. Um, uh, taxes. Ha ha. Not sure where I want to live yet. I agree with you. I agree with you. That's a huge deal. There may not be any safe haven right now for a little while. Uh, let's see. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yes, you're right. Let's see. Hildy, is a trust number good for a few corporations or just one? You know, you can. we, we suggest no more than three um, if they're for different purposes and stuff. But a trust can hold, I mean, no more than four, excuse me. Um, we, we just kind of set that. You can put as many as you want, but you don't want something to, you don't want everything linked to one. The key to asset protection and privacy, especially privacy, it's, it's separation, separation, separation. So they can't link one to another, okay? If you get too many in the, in the train, then they knock off the uh, engine and the, all the other cars in the caboose go off the tracks too, possibly, you know. So, um, um, you can put as many as you want, but, but I would suggest that any more than four. Um, that's the number that I just, after doing some consideration about it, I said four would be a good number to, that one trust can handle. We've got one client that's got 11 trusts and four LLCs to each trust. He's got 44 entities, but he's got a lot of property too. But the, the super wealthy know anything you read about their asset protection programs has to do with separation, separation, separation okay you sent a letter to minnesota revenue for me last year they have since put a lien on me and the irs sent my refund check to minnesota revenue okay do you have an assignment of income yes 25 if you do email me not email yeah email me a copy of it emails generally come across a lot better than a fax most people's fax machines uh, a lot of them have lines in them and stuff and i like it to be a kind of a pristine um copy so when I do send something and I'll um, you know I hope you have this assignment of income and I hope it's dated back before um, they had a lien or anything on you um, that's what it's all about so does that mean by Chinese want no I wouldn't buy a nickel's worth I wouldn't because they can they can they can uh, subsidize that and make it worth less day after tomorrow you know I have no, I have no, no trust in or believe. China. I don't care what you're saying, and and it's silly on their part. It's part. It's just a thing of power, and that's what the communists are about: power and uh, and, and even socialism to to an extent. Um, the um, the Chinese guys, if you if you're not believing that that the minute they get a chance where they think we've still got the strongest military in the world, Putin won't mess with us yet, even though we've got an an and a, a leader that is a, in my humble, well, I'm not going to say it. We got a leader that's that's 
giving him every reason to keep doing what he's doing. So um, uh, that's just my opinion. I, I, Chinese can't do it yet, but we, we had a treaty with them just set up with the second worst um, Secretary of State we've ever had, uh, Kerry. Met with him a month ago, and there was supposed to be no military. Well, we're getting, I'm getting off track here, so I'm not going to. I just won't do anything Chinese, or, or um, I won't do anything, um, any of those. Can you please, or Chinese or Russian or anything like that, can you please refresh my memory? I know you have covered this before. Um, which entity can be domiciled at home office and which one domiciled at a separate address? Okay. Trust One, you're, you're domiciled in Canada, so Trust One will be your address at your home. Okay? It's got an office in one of the rooms, one of the bedrooms, in the basement, wherever. You use Trust One as your home address. And then you put together a separate address for Trust Two. And here's the reason for that. Trust Two only files liens. Okay? Hold on just a second for a water break. Trust two only files liens. So, if in the U.S. we use our our home office in Crown Point, Indiana, as the address, but in Canada, because we want to keep it domiciled totally in Canada, meaning meaning the the uh, trust and the corporation, trust one and the corporation. Well, if you had the same address on trust two. That would show possibly a little bit of co-mingling in there, wouldn't it? It's not that. Probably, chances are they'll never even notice it, okay? But chance, but they just may. So we suggest, I suggest that you need a different address, and I don't care who it is, or who the address is. You can change it to a, a post office box or a UPS box, one of those things. You can. We we are going to be having a, a Canadian corporation, um, STS Canada, set up. In the in the coming future here, fairly shortly, within weeks I would say, and um, just got to get the details worked out. And when that happens, routing number. Thank you, <laughs> account number and routing number. Thank you, Rita. Um, let's see. Um, so when that happens, we'll you, you'll be able to use that address. Okay, as long as we've got the corporation in Canada, you'll use that address. For all your, uh, just like everybody in the U.S. uses our Crown Point, Indiana address, okay? But until that time, until we can get this here, another another piece to the puzzle, uh, fit it in nice and snug. You can uh, you can use you just use the uh, get a PO box for for a little while, a couple months, whatever it might be. I don't know what the smallest time, month by month or whatever. And then once you file the um, I'd, I'd get it for six months, and then you can always change the address, drop the P.O. box, and just change it. There'd be no cost for your using the address in Ontario. So that's where we're at with that. You need a separate number for trust, a separate address, excuse me, for trust two in Canada so that we can keep the program totally domiciled in Canada with a, um, the LLC won't matter. But um, because that's just a holding entity, but you want we want the Canadian address for Trust One for any Canadian corporation. If you choose to get a Canadian corporation, you don't need one. And for Trust Two, 
a Canadian address, not the same as the address to Trust One, okay? Um, please give us, I hope that answered it okay for you, guest 13. Kazara. Kazara. Okay, I think that's how you pronounce it. Please give us the address of your website again. We'll be happy to. It is for everybody that has a uh, pen handy. If you need the the web our web page address, it is www total asset protector. That is t o t a l a s s e t p r o t e c T O R dot com. Total Asset Protector dot com. Now, uh, let's see. Is there a process to move assets evidenced by bond and held at um, state office? The legal name of USA Corporate. No, this is not. This this is a private. Uh, and, and I appreciate your question, Donaldson, because there's, it's uh, similar questions have been asked before. This is a federal private contract document. And because of federal document based out of the US until we changed the address and now it's domiciled out of floor out of uh, your home address in Canada, if you're in the US, no big deal. But you don't have to register this with anything. This is strictly a private contract. You don't think that the super wealthy would be giving up their information on their businesses etc to a uh, US corp or STS, it is a private. It does not have to be registered anywhere. You simply put the put the um, when you get the legal when you get the, the physical documents, you simply sign them and get the pages notarized, notarized that are be are required to have a notary or a commissioner of oaths in Canada or an, an M, MPP, I believe it is in Canada. But guys, you don't have to give everybody all your information. They've got it so brainwashed into thinking. Thank you, Russian Ruble. Thank you, Hildy. But boy, between you and, and Rita, you guys keep me on top of things. You make me sound very smart. Well, no, you don't, because they already know that I didn't know it, so they think I'm dumb, and you guys are the smart ones. So anyway, you don't have to give up this information in a private contractual agreement. It's not linked to any statute or any, uh, I'm assuming that's what they, they call them in Canada as well, like the statutory laws in the states, the the laws that are created by the legislators of that state or province. So anyway, you don't have to give up any of that information to them regarding the trust. Totally separate entity. It's not linked to any statutory laws. And um, and, and that's, the, that's the power of it because the super wealthy wouldn't get themselves locked into something like that. Okay? Spoon is all. How to create wealth assets. Business, real estate, small business. How to create wealth assets. Businesses, real estate, Small business. I'm not. I'm not positive what you mean by that. But how do you create wealth assets? Like, do you mean like a business or real estate, small business? Yeah, you do that. You create. If you're in the U.S., you create an LLC. You have Trust One. Create an LLC. We've got well over a thousand clients that have done that. They've created the the, the statutory entity, whether it's a Canadian corporation or whatever, they make the, we make the trust one, the shareholder, who is the owner of that corporation. And we make, right now, as if you've got a corporation in Canada and you're the, uh, 
you're the director, you're totally liable. You, because they can come after you, and then they can come after the uh, uh, your corporation or whatever it might be. However, because you're you're the owner director, you're not the owner director, but you're the one in control director. They, if any mistakes are made, they can come after you. If you're an appointed director, which we make you, we'll have the, I'll have that one ready to go to and send out the or put in your where you can get have access to it. Those of you that have the program in Canada, where um, you are an appointed director. You're appointed by the trustees of Trust One to be the director. Much different than if you were the creator um, director. Okay. Um, yeah, you just create an entity depending on the country you're in and and um, for your business. And But you make sure that the Trust One is the owner of that business, the owner of that, that real estate, the owner of those wealth assets, gold, silver, gems, whatever it might be. U.S. or Canada, you can do do it. Oh, there. Yeah. Chappie's got our... our um, thank you, Chap. He's got our uh, website right there for you. Okay. Does STS program change my citizenship status? Not in the least. Not in the least. It's just strictly, uh, if you're in Canada, it's domiciled in Canada. If you're in the U.S., it's domiciled in the U.S. It has nothing to do with your... Um, uh, citizenship, nothing at all. Okay. Um, how can you not buy anything Chinese? It seems like all our goods are made in Asia. I know, doesn't it? I, I don't even mind uh, mind uh, some of the other Asian countries, but not the Chinese. They're just uh, they're they're just um, just not my just not a country I want to do business with. Now it does take some bit. I, I looked all through. And ask a number of people, and they didn't in Walmart. This was a while back, and they couldn't find anything. But I did find some some dish, you know, some dishes and bowls and cups and saucers and stuff that was. Uh, it's got the American flag on the side of it. It's manufactured and distributed in the United States. Um, but you're right; it's hard to find. That's why I go to um, Target now, um, or some of those. Other, and I look if it's if it's made in in China. Sometimes they're pretty clever. I'll have it made somewhere. You know, they'll have it, the parts all made in China, and then they'll say made in Korea. You know, Korea, South Korea is, you know, they're they're a lot like we are. Uh, we work we work together. We we save their behinds, and and um, they're living right. On, they're they're living on the edge of the precipice. I'll tell you that, boy. You know, they can they can start flying missiles across that border in no time. Um, it's a dangerous place to live. Just as Ukraine, and a lot of other places now. Chicago, and uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, we got the website. Let's see, Donaldson again. Is the municipal authority a trustee holding property of citizens, and is the settler the state and the people? The state has nothing to do with a private contract. It's protected by Article One, Section 10 of the Constitution of the United States. And you have that protection the moment you start a pure trust. That's what a pure trust consists of, everything in the uh, Article 1, Section 10. It's directly between you and the Constitution. You, what, you, what we've created here for all of our clients is a federal document. Get that. Federal, not state. Get state out of your mind. Uh, Article 1, Section 10 says no state shall pass any law impairing the obligation of contract. Most people have no idea how powerful contract is. And uh, uh, let's see, Hildy, my question above, talking about trust number, not how many 
corpse in a trust, do I have to call CRA? Um, uh, your, your tax professional, the ones I've talked to, they said they get the tax number for their people. Um, they file it, and then by tax time at the, at the next year, you don't have to have a tax number to open a bank account. Um, at the tax number, um, or the tax number rather, when they when the, your your tax professional files your taxes next year, uh, they've all told me that's when they file for the tax number for their clients. Okay. Um, okay, so I see what you're saying. They uh, how many corps per trust number? Each corporation, to my knowledge, has to have their own trust number. I see what you're saying now. Okay, they have to have yeah that that corporation is a separate entity. So uh, you can do several things with a corporation, but if you want each corporation to give its own private protection to whatever it is, your business or whatever, you want your new corporation has to get a new trust number. Yes. Russia is not that powerful. I agree. Russia is coming apart at the seams right now with the price of oil being so low, et cetera, et cetera. And so is China. China's got a lot of problems. I don't know anybody that I've talked to within the um, Chinese are trying to throw their stuff out there, but everybody knows their game. They, they, um, they cheat, they lie, they uh, subsidize just about everything. How can you compete with that? So none of the Western countries are really doing much with China, okay? Um, we have Bozo the Clown in the what? Well, yeah, my opinion too, but, you know, we've had some others that were kind of bad, but the but, um, problem is he just, I don't know, I don't, I'm not even going to give you, tell you what I think, but a lot of people agree with me. So anyway, um, let's see. Can you domicile both Trust 2 and LLC at the same separate address? Um, the LLC, yeah, yeah, you, you could. Yeah, there's no problem with that. The only thing is Trust 1, the powerful trust. We want you to uh, use that, use your home address as, even if you rent, use your home address as the... Um, the address of that trust one. Anything else you can use the, uh, um, well, the tr I take that back, no. LLC, we also use the, the address of your home. And that's, that's stated right in the trust one documents where we change, where we create the LLC and then we change the address of the LLC to your house. The only thing that uses um, a separate address is trust two, okay? Can you domicile both trust two and the LLC at the same separate... Yeah, okay, we just answered that. Where will STS Canada be? Uh, well, we're setting it up um, with Mr. Ed Gilmore in Ontario, okay? Because he's a powerful man regarding... Um, um, and, and it doesn't matter this day and age. Uh, um, email goes at the speed of lightning, as does um, a lot of the other ways to communicate, cell phones, whatever. Let's see, if us old guys way back did not do this address correct for Trust2, no mistakes in STS. If you haven't done it, just make a minute order and change it. What are we to do? That's all you have to do, Guest 5. Um, there's no mistakes. If you do think you made a mistake, if you don't have a shredder, you just tear that paper up and you make out the new one, correct it, and put it in there. Um... Northeast Wisconsin is hung up. Wow, I'm hurt. Spoon is all. Where is a good... You know, a spoon, I was listening to somebody talking, it reminded me the other day how 
my grandmother used to get a that wooden spoon when she was mad at us, and boy, that thing would sting. Holy cow! Um, let's see. Can you domicile? Okay. Where's a good place in Canada to live? Wish I, I I went to a lot of good places. I'm looking for some place. As soon as I find some place that's got an ambient temperature all year round of about 70 to 72, I'm moving there. I like Canada. Okay, nah, I'm teasing. I may have another place up there in Canada someday. Oh, Cape Breton. Britain. Okay. I like I like the U.S. as well. And the United States and Canada, you've heard me say it before, and I'll always say it, I think we're the two closest countries anywhere in the world. Although it seems like Saudi Arabia and Iran are getting a little chubby now. Oh, chummy. <laughs> Not chubby. It's almost impossible to find goods 100% made. Yeah, it is. You're right. But... Um, I won't buy a carrier air conditioner or furnace for anything in the world anymore. And there's there's several others that are moving. Nothing against the Mexican people, but we're being taken advantage of. There's a $58 billion deficit between us and Mexico. Good people over there, and let's help them. But, um, and the people that are trying to make Trump a racist out of this, they just haven't listened to him. They're just listening to some clown holler in their ear, and then they start repeating what they've heard. The guy says that, that there's a lot of good people that come over here. But it's it is the they're the number one drug getting drugs into the U.S. They're the number one. They they the, the people have to, they have come over here for very legitimate reasons, maybe illegally though. And they've been they've told stories about how almost every girl that's with them they get raped and beaten and and everything else. Most of them go into um, uh, what do they call that now? Um, uh, slave uh, you know slave trading with kids and stuff like that. That's all he's saying. Let's get the bad ones out. And even that, I've talked to, I've got Mexicans that work for me for quite a bit. Good people, hard workers. I mean, people just like you and I, we're all the same. The ones that want to work for a living, they don't want the illegals in here anymore. Than we, every one of them tells me all the time that uh, we're glad to hear Trump talking about what he's talking about. Uh, I had to stand in line to get in over here, and, and so should everybody else. And that's their feelings. Okay, okay, but I'm not going to get political. What? Uh, let's see, Cameron. Okay, what to make? What is good? Okay, um, it's almost impossible to find goods 100%. I agree with that, Mike. I think you would make a good vice president with Trump. <laughs> no, my friends, I, I I like dealing with our few thousand people here with STS. I couldn't handle all that other, and I'm not a very good. I'm I'm very conservative, and and I'm very compassionate, and I'm very. Uh, empathetic towards people as as trump is also and as uh, you know most of the people are they say a lot of things Cruz and and uh, Kasich and and all them um anyway it's enough of that at least russia doesn't feed its people gmo now well, that could be i don't know that for a fact but that could be um april may study folders okay i'll look at that when I send that to me in an email, please, Donaldson, because I, I can't, I don't know how to save the stuff that's on my, on my uh, computer here for TalkShoe. Okay, send me that uh, that, that link on a, um, my my email, mpgprotect at aol.com, please. When I create my corporation, do I put my name as the creator, or the trust, uh, or the trust one name? Trust one name is the create. No, you're creating a corporation. Um, you put your name as the director and, yes, the trust name as the um, 
shareholder. Your name, the director, and the, and Trust One is the shareholder. Okay, uh, America first, yeah. But we're in a we're in a global community now, and and uh, and I, I have no problem with us being the policeman, uh, the police person of the world, because if if we were not listening to that crap and we put the full forces of our military, we would have had ISIS gone after about two weeks. Um, we, I think we can still do that. I think we can go in and just nail, they know every place they are. They can nail, because if you don't, guys, they're going to be hitting more and more in Canada and the U.S. We're the big target. Remember that. All this little stuff in Brussels and Paris and all that, U.S. is the big target. Um, so we want to hide your, hide your assets from those guys. Let's see. When are you coming to Calgary, Edmonton next? Edmonton's going to be June 10th and 11th, and we're going to try and get Calgary possibly when we're up there. But I do have to go down and meet with, uh, after the Edmonton, um, I do have to go down and meet with one of the very good um, tax professionals there and also with the attorney that's in Calgary, okay? Um, let's see. For not getting political, you sure have talked. <laughs> You're right. I apologize, guys. You know, this is a this is a turning point, not just in the U.S., but in the in the world. With everything that's going on, this is the scariest I've ever in my lifetime, all 70 years, this is the scariest I've ever known this world to be. Um, just It's just exploding all around us. Let's see. Are you having any of these classes in Ohio or Michigan? As we're going to be doing all every state. We're going to be doing them all around the country. We're going to try to get in a, a couple a month. If I, can, if I can get the old man Tully out with me and, and Ed, Ed's the younger one. Um, so, yeah, we're going to try and get it. Okay, now I've got a few that I've got a, the, the email questions that people sent in. Do I have to give my Social Security number or my SIN? Guys, it all, in the U.S., not to start your STS program, you don't, except to get, um, we, need a, we need a Social Security number to get the, um, to get the, 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 the EIN for Trust One. So, yes, you do, but you're giving that number, understand, you're giving it as an appointed trustee. They legally have no right to you. Well, they know your number anyway. You know, that's, I tell people, anybody that says, well, I don't give my social, well, you're so far behind the times now that it's not even funny. I don't have any, I give my social security number. If they want it, they've already got it. The IRS has it. The government has it. Anybody that wants it, you can go on the internet and for four ninety five, you can get anybody's social security number. I mean, it's it's a joke to think that you don't have to give that up, my friends, because it's, and I don't know how it is. I don't know how how it is in Canada regarding the SIN. I don't know whether you're, if you've got Homeland Security to the extent we do here. Um, to, um, what? Let's see. Subject of this conference call is totally affected by the political situation of the day. You're, you're right, and and that's the world we live in. You want to know about protecting your assets? Uh, MPGprotectedaol.com. Thank you, Hildy. But guys, that's the world. It can't help but get in anything where you're. We don't live in the world of the '60s where you could take people um, pretty much at their word, and where you could nobody locked their doors when I was a kid growing up in the '50s and '60s, and and um, nobody sued anybody. Nobody had credit cards, which is one of the worst things that ever came out. It helped in the economy in certain ways, but it's just destroyed a lot of people with bankruptcy and everything else. Can the corporation in Canada have the same address as trust? One, can the corporate? Yeah, corporation can. The only thing that needs to be different is trust two because it's filing a lien. Okay. So now, Social Security and SIN. Don't. 
I don't know how it is in Canada exactly, but I was told that I was right on that. Same as the U.S. They know every they know everybody's SIN in Canada. You have no privacy with that. That doesn't give you anything. For Canadians, so but it, it, it's it's regarding how you give your social security number or your SIN. If you give it as an individual, you're liable. You're liable anyway. But you got to get into a position with the STS program where you give your number as an appointed person. That way they can't come after you for anything just because they have your social security number or your SIN, okay? For Canadians, is it better to use a Trust One address or a P.O. box? Um, you use Trust One address for, for your office for Trust One and for the LLC and for your corporation. The P.O. box or a different address would be used just for Trust Two, which has to have a different address if it's going to be filing a lien. can't be filing a lien at somebody that's got the same address. It does. I sent Michael an email, but I didn't get his response to my question. I purchased a Racky Dinar for one daughter who will have an STS program, but do I need to write out a gifting document for her currency? No, you don't. If, if, it's, if she's going to have her own program, you put that into the, you put her Rocky Dinar right into her program. And... Um, or you put it all in your program first, and then after the RV, when you create her program, it's better to have it created for her and eliminate a lot of questions, a lot of tax issues, have it before the RV. But if you just can't, um, just keep it in with yours for right now and uh, transfer hers to your um, program and cash it all in through there, okay? Um, if she purchased it on her own, then you better get her program first because you're going to have to prove that... Um, you own, if you can't prove that you own that denier with a receipt or something, that could cause some problems too. My other daughter does not want the STS program. Do I need to fill out a gifting document for her? You can. I mean, again, I, get with your tax person. They can tell you everything to do with a gifting situation. We protect it. We don't, um, in gifting, different states have different laws, different provinces have different laws for the corporations, et cetera, et cetera. So, so, Get with a tax professional. He'll show you exactly what to do uh, in your area regarding the, um, the gifting situation. Okay, our little church is our little church is intending to register either as charity or nonprofit. Would you recommend to be put under an STS trust? If so, how do we do that? You set up a uh, and Bill Tully can can work with work with you on that. He's done that for quite a few people. A lot of churches. We, we, we well not we've got quite a few unfortunately churches don't realize or most people don't realize that even as a church as a charity as a nonprofit you're still that's still statutory that's that's according to the statutory laws of the particular state or province so it can be your your um, charity your nonprofit your church can all be sued and lose all their assets if they don't have their organization regardless what it is um, if they don't have it you can you can set up the STS program. Everything goes into Trust One, and then the STS program would set up a charity, 501c3 or a nonprofit, you know, something like that, whatever it was you want to do. But all of the assets, all of the assets of the church are just more and more people are suing churches now. If your church isn't protected, good possibility they'll lose everything they got. They're, they're becoming a good target because people know that, they, uh, that they've got the assets, Okay. When I joined in 2012, I opened the trust and LLC accounts in the same bank where I do my personal banking. I now realize that perhaps that may not have been a good idea. 
Now that we have to worry about bail-ins, I would like to keep more funds in either the trust or the LLC accounts. Absolutely. You want to keep everything in the trust account or LLC account. Everything that is not needed to pay your monthly bills, okay? However, in the past, you have advised that the banks didn't know your personal and business accounts were connected. They are not, uh, you didn't know your personal and business accounts were connected. They're not connected in any way. The S, the trust account is 100% different than your, your um, personal account. Your personal account, you're the owner. You're the signature. In the, biz, in the trust account, you're not the owner. You are the appointed signature of that account, okay? Uh, you are the appointed trustee of the trust account. You are the appointed manager of the um, LLC account, and you are the appointed director of the Canadian Corporation. I would appreciate your thoughts on this. Yeah, you can, you can, some of our clients have the same bank they use for, but you've got to let that bank, that's why you have to, your living trust document, and the way to tell if you've got the, the most, the most recent um, one living trust document, you go to the last page where it's got the bank, uh, the bank stuff, and if there should be five paragraphs on that together. If there's not five, because we added a couple of things into that that make it even more more powerful. If there's not five, just uh, call the office and, and request or send me an email or whatever you want to do and request the latest revised um, revised um, um, living trust document. So, okay. So, let's see. That's pretty much all I've got for tonight. What do we have here that's come up? Let's see. Can a corporation in Canada have the same address as Trust One? Yes. When is your Canadian corporation ready to order? Ohio is waiting on the phone. Okay, I'll get to you in just a second. Uh, when is your Canadian you, you We don't take care of the Canadian corporations anymore. You get your own. Okay, you get your own Canadian corporation. We, we were going to do that, but the provinces have so many different rules and regulations, each one separate from the other. Okay, thanks, Michael. Got to run? Okay, thank you for coming on the call tonight. In Canada, do we need an LLC bank account? If so, why? Um, you don't need it if you're going to have a corporation, but the purpose of the LLC is that if it's holding your assets, if you don't want to start a corporation right away, um, and it's holding your washer and dryer and your furnace and all these different things, you, you, if something happens, your, your washer and dryer go out. Uh, and you need to buy a new one. Buy it through the LLC account then because you, you need, uh, uh, you'll get a tax deduction. It's for a business. It's owned by the LLC, okay? Uh, first thing you said, they're going, uh, let's see, corporation, or do I? So if you've got a corporation, though, you don't, need to, you don't need to deal with the LLC account. It just holds your assets, okay? Whatever assets you don't move into the corporation, you can, um, you can just leave them in your LLC, and it's owned by the trust, so there's no way anybody's going to get at the assets. Church question. Bill Tully sets it up. I am in Canada. May Maybe Ed Gilmore. I need shareholder for signature. Uh, would that be you? No, you don't need a shareholder for the signature. You're the, you're the shareholder. Okay, you've been appointed as the shareholder. You appoint yourself as shareholder uh, right through the, um, uh, on the application, I believe. If not, you do it through a minute order. Chappie, would you please put the link for Hart, Hartford Van Dyke on the call thing? Jesus. Uh, okay, he doesn't have it. Sorry. Okay, now we say we got 
Ohio on the call here. Where is Ohio? Ohio. Hello, Ohio. How are you? What is happening? Mike, how are you doing? Oh, hey, how you doing, Nate, brother? Good job. Uh, I should have known that. Should have known that. <laughs> One of the things, hey, listen, I uh, uh, fantastic stuff. One thing I wanted to point out is anybody who's listening, my experience with IRS, uh, a they don't touch or mention anything to do with the SGS program, and I've been through the gauntlet on this. Okay, back to life. It's important to understand that when you are protected, they do not even recognize those accounts because they're not yours. And the second thing I wanted to kind of bring up was when it comes to probate, when it comes to being protected, when it comes to things that happen uh, property-wise, these are things that are real-life situations. I can't tell you how many people I talked to recently that say, well, I want to transfer my property over to the kids so that they'll be able to avoid probate. Not recognizing when they do that, they have absolutely given up everything, divorce or anything else that happens. I just want to touch base with those things. So appreciate what you're doing, Mike. All right, brother. And you are 100% right on. And I'll give everybody a quick story of a grandmother that um, put her son on the uh, on her property. She had a beautiful property with about 50 acres. Bill Tully had told me this story because I think it was a client of his in Indiana. Beautiful place. Her son um, was a doctor and he was married, had a couple kids. Well, she put him on her her um, um, title so it wouldn't go through probate. It's the worst thing you can do, put anybody else on your title. Worst thing you can do. People do it if an attorney tells you, it's because he's looking for a, a client later on when he's got to fight your battles or your family's battles after you've passed on. But anyway, the son, she didn't pass on, but the son, his wife filed for divorce. They got a divorce. And her attorney said, hey, by the way, isn't your, isn't your husband, your ex-husband now, isn't he on that title of that, that piece of property that's so valuable out there that his mother lives in? Well, yeah, well, you know, a fourth of that is yours now. Because you and him are 50-50, and, and you're, he's on there with her, so you're each, she's got 50%, and you two each have 25 Long story short, mother lost the property, had to sell it, and um, um, it was just a disaster. And uh, worst thing you can ever do, you're much better off spending that money wisely on an STS program where the mother doesn't own it, the son doesn't own it, he won't lose it in a divorce, nothing like that. Um, so that's that's the way it is, guys, with that. And, Nate, I appreciate you bringing that up, my friend. And, by the way, uh, how's Mary? You still on? Okay. I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Guys, anybody have any more questions? Otherwise, we are at the end of our time. We are at the end of our questions. And, by all means, if you if you want to get your program started, just send us an Send me an email, send, us, send the company an email at our website, and um, guys, we will, we will um, thank you, Rita, I appreciate that. And thank you, great guest 27. Um, but, but anyway, guys, I'm just here each week just to try and help you. And we've had hundreds and hundreds of people that we've already helped. 
um, saved him thousands. We've got a doctor that admits. That, see, we eliminate malpractice for doctors because they don't own anything. What's anybody going to take? They don't even own their money. They've assigned it. But but anyway, we've got hundreds and hundreds of people that we saved. The one doctor we saved, he said, Mike, you saved me well over a million dollars, and I can't thank you enough for this little this little several thousand dollar program. Peanuts. Peanuts for what it'll do for you. One time. That's all you needed services. And you will have that one time in your life. You may have three or four one times. So with that, my friends, I thank you for coming on the call tonight. It was Once again, it's been my pleasure to and my privilege to uh, um, to share share what I learned from you. And some of your questions make me dig a little deeper even. So with that, God bless each one of you. Good night, Mom and Dad. And I will see you next Monday, same store, same same time, same place. And uh, if you've got questions, email them to me, okay? So we're all set for next week. All right, my friends, have a wonderful week. Be safe and see you next Monday. Good night. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.